It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we welcome you to another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell, wishing you all a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Holidays. As we get this week started, as we cover another loss by the Washington Redskins. This time, it was different, man. It was really different. 41-35 in overtime to the previously... Three-win New York Giants, who now improved to 4-11. and 11. The Redskins dropped to 3-12, and 12, and they currently hold the number two overall pick in next April's NFL Draft. We will discuss some of the scenarios with that. As well, you will hear from Dwayne Haskins, starting quarterback, who did not finish this one, was knocked out early, early, early in the third quarter. And that set off a little bit of controversy. All right, let's go through uh, the numbers because we have a lot to get to on this edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. As always, you can follow uh, the podcast at Locked Redskins. You can follow me at RussellMania621 on Twitter. Uh, As well, you can read me si.com slash NFL slash Redskins, si.com slash NFL slash Redskins. Got coverage uh, from a couple of different people, including my pal Rick Snyder uh, and more. As well, you can also check out our Google News Initiative updates one and five minute or around five minute reports that we'd really like you to finish and listen for obvious reasons. Um, those are posted Monday through Friday afternoon. And, uh, of course, just if you want to listen to me on the radio, I'll be on, um, I did the post game show, uh, after Sunday afternoon's game for three and a half hours. And I'll be on Tuesday and Thursday from two to six thirty PM Eastern time, uh, the day before Christmas, the day after Christmas. And then I'm taking, um, you know, a day or so combined off to spend time with my kids, uh, on Monday and Friday, but not the entire day. So the Redskins lose 41 35 in overtime at FedEx field in the home finale. So they finish up the year one in seven at home. They've now lost nine in a row in the NFC least. Nine in a row. Including 0-5 this year and the last four uh, last year. I mean, no matter which way you slice it, they're awful, 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 awful. Uh, so in this particular one, they were down 7 to nothing. immediately tied at 7-7, immediately down 14-7, immediately tied at 14-14. It was back and forth and forth and back in the first half. And then the Giants expanded the lead 21-14 on another Saquon Barkley touchdown, uh, and then Latimer with a late second-quarter touchdown right before the half as the Redskins' offense started to struggle. The defense allowed 
a 10-play, 75-yard drive, a 9-play, 73-yard drive. Hey, that was better than the 2-play, 75-yard drive early on. The Redskins' defense was just dreadful in this game from start to finish. There's no way anybody could excuse it, rationalize it, other than uh, they were thin at corner, but I don't even think that was really the problem. But anyway, the Redskins were down 28-14 at the half, so you're thinking, oh, okay, this is just another typical game. But then they came back. Starting in the third quarter, after losing Dwayne Haskins, after losing Morgan Moses on consecutive plays to injuries, uh, again, Haskins would never come back. Um, Steven Sims with his second touchdown catch of the day, this time from Case Keenum finishing a seven-play 60-yard drive. The Giants would then take another score in from 73 yards uh, on a drive, five plays, 73 yards to make it 35-21. The Redskins would answer back. They would block a punt. Adrian Peterson with a one-yard touchdown run early in the fourth quarter. That passed him for fourth all-time in NFL career rushing touchdown history or passing Walter Payton uh, to move into fourth place all by himself. So congratulations to AP. Then Case Keenum would engineer a 14-play, 99-yard drive over uh, five minutes and 59 seconds. He would fumble as he was going in over the goal line. It was reviewed. It was recovered by Wes Martin. But the NFL officiating and replay system determined that the play would be upheld, meaning it was a one-yard touchdown run, and meaning they didn't have clear enough visual evidence. Some of the angles were really weird. I, I still don't understand how we can't get this better. Um and so Martin was denied the touchdown. Keenum was given credit for the touchdown. Uh, either way, it would have been Redskins ball at basically like the six-inch line. But instead of Martin, the offensive lineman, getting his first career touchdown, it was Case Keenum getting the touchdown. And that made it 35-35. Now, there was a controversial decision uh, at this point that was, again, only with 29 seconds left in regulation. Many thought, and as a matter of fact, I, I don't quite get this, but okay. Uh, this was the first question of the post-game media session. It was, how come you didn't go for two? Well, the Redskins were down 35-34. to 34. They are trying to win these games. Yes, if you're trying to win, logic would tell you you should go for the win, right? The problem is, is that if you're a coach, you're looking at it from this way. I have a greater chance of tying it, of tying the game, by kicking the extra point, number one, and extending the game. I'm going to take my chances that my defense is going to come up with a stop, that my defense is going to come up with a turnover and not get absolutely ambushed and methodically move down the field. Uh, ambush might be strong, but the Giants ambushed them all day long. And I'm going to have faith in my defense that they're going to come up and that they're going to find a way to stop the Giants, finally, right? Right? So Bill Callahan was peppered with questions immediately. Why didn't you go for two? Well, here's the thing. I don't have the percentages, but I would have to imagine going for two probably is not successful more than 40% of the time. Kicking an extra point, you're successful a lot higher of a percentage. Now, of course, you're only getting one point, so you can't win the game in this particular spot. You could potentially lose the game, but you can only tie or lose 
So I understand it's a conservative call. It's a, hey, I have faith in my defense. Hey, I'm going to take my chance by, uh, you know, by extending this game. It's not an easy decision. That's what I would say. It's not an easy decision. Is it the right decision to be conservative? No, probably not. Not when you're three and twelve, uh, or three and eleven. But they want to win, and if you say, "Well, of course they want to win," then they should go for the win. Well, then you lose if you don't make it. Here, they had a chance to get tied and extend the game. Again, I can see both sides. I'm not saying one is wrong than the other. I I mean, many teams, like the Miami Dolphins, when the Redskins got their first win, right? They scored a late touchdown. They were down by one. They went for two. They would have won that game if they converted on the two-point conversion. They didn't. They lost. They didn't extend the game. They lost. And the Redskins won. So... I mean, we could sit here and, and, and crush Bill Callahan for this decision. I don't think it's right to crush him. Is it fair to question it? Absolutely. Is it fair to wonder why he would be so conservative? Absolutely. Is it fair to say, hey, you shouldn't have had confidence in a defense that absolutely stunk all day and has you know, been disappointing for the entire year? Yeah, I think that's fair. Because then the Giants went down the field, 11 plays, 66 yards over the five minutes and 45 seconds of overtime, and bam, they scored, and they won, and the game was over. And the Redskins' offense never got a chance. So, you had that as a major storyline. Then, you had Dwayne Haskins again getting hurt. I thought... It was a low, unnecessary hit. Yes, I understand. It's kind of one of those things that happen in football. Um, Haskins never came back. It appears that he'll be okay. We don't know if he'll play on Sunday in Dallas, but there was a controversy, which is what we're going to discuss next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. Guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Breaking Tea. If you're looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays and you're running out of time, go to BreakingTea.com slash LockedOnBreakingTea. Make sports t-shirts around teams' passionate moments. Great for all fans. Go to BreakingTea.com slash LockedOn and then feel free to search the site for great t-shirts and fun sports gifts. On the Locked on Redskins podcast, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so we're back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. So the decision by Bill Callahan to kick the extra point as opposed to going to the two was one controversy. Then we had another controversy. So the bottom line is this. Dwayne Haskins, again, was sacked early on in the third quarter, was pulled from the game or had to be carted off, and quickly came back out of the x-ray room 
and was on the sidelines and was laughing and seemed to be in a good mood, but we never really saw him running around or anything. We're trying to get loose. He was basically, again, told, uh, as we came to later find out, that he was not or he should not go into the game. The problem was the controversy started when Dwayne himself, after the game, said Dan told him not to go in. And when reporters kind of followed up, oh, wait, Dan? As in Dan Snyder. Okay, so that, of course, triggered a chain reaction of reaction and weird kind of statements and all that stuff. So basically what happened was when Dwayne Haskins says that, everybody starts running around going, oh, my God, oh, my God, Dan Snyder told Dwayne Haskins not to go in. A, why is he making that decision? B, why is the doctor not making that decision? And ultimately, as it turned out, the Redskins PR department, which I give them credit for. I mean, they're, you know, they're doing a nice job. They're, they're trying their asses off um, in a tough situation. They got Dr. Robin West to issue a statement. After Haskins said what he said, and then a Redskins spokesman, somebody from the PR department, basically said, no, 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 no. What happened was that Haskins was told not to go in by the doctor and Dan Snyder, um, you know, told them, told him to listen to the doctor. The doctor actually issued a statement, Dr. Robin West. She said, quote, I evaluated Dwayne following his ankle injury. She said, quote, I evaluated Dwayne following his ankle injury, and after reviewing the x-rays and conducting a full examination, I did not clear him to return to game action. So that's from Dr. Robin West. So she doesn't say there's nothing broken. She doesn't say there's nothing torn. She doesn't say anything other than I did not clear him. But the bottom line is this. First of all, it was absolutely the right move. There was no reason for Dwayne Haskins to go back in that game, number one. Let's start with that. Number two, number two, the fact that she issued a state, the Redskins have not had a situation like this where a doctor or a trainer has spoken to the media in the 10 plus years that I've been covering the team. This is a first. So kudos to the Redskins PR department and Robin West for being asked to and for delivering this statement. It does mean something, okay, because it's never happened in the 10-plus years that I've been covering this team. Never happened. On top of that, the then controversy, I guess, comes from, oh, wait a second. What is Dan Snyder doing running down from the owner's box to take care of Dwayne and to tell him not to play? Like, does he do that for Morgan Moses, who got hurt the next play? Does he do that for Case Keenum when Case Keenum gets hurt in week three and then again in week four? Well, like, why is this happening? Well, I think we all know the reason why it's happening. Dan Snyder picked Dwayne Haskins, and he's the quarterback. And he's the most valuable part of this team moving forward. So Dan cares more about the quarterback and the kid he picked and the kid he likes as opposed to the other 52 players. Now, that's not to say that he doesn't like them, but he cares more about this kid. And this kid is more the future of the franchise. So he's going to run right out of his luxury box and go down and check on him. Did he have to do that? No. Should he have done that? I don't know. He's the owner. I mean, Jerry Jones can be on the sideline. You know, I... 
My colleague at 106.7, the fan, Danny Ruye, is all upset. He said, you know, I'm trying to text it. Trying to find links where uh, to the stories where Dan Snyder left the owner's box to go tell players to follow doctors' advices when they were injured. Looking for links to Geis, Moses, Dunbar, Kerrigan, Sheriff, Keenum, Thompson, Richardson, or anyone else that got hurt during games. Thanks. He says, many seem to be confused somehow. Askins did nothing wrong. It's weird for an owner to weigh in on medical stuff during a game. You're allowed to pretend that it's all functioning great for a 3-12 and team. Now listen, again, Danny's getting at a point that this is not normal behavior, and certainly it is not, right? But we all know that this is not a normal franchise. We all know this is not a normal owner. We all know that this is not a normal quarterback at a quarterback situation with the owner. And we all know what happened last year to Alex Smith, and maybe some of it was Dan Snyder was showing compassion, uh, and I believe, uh, you know, and, and, and we'll hear from Dwayne Haskins, you know, that meant something to Dwayne Haskins. Um, so maybe Dan did the right thing ultimately. I don't know. Um, I mean, here's the bottom line. Would, would I prefer Dan Snyder not to be involved? Yeah, I would prefer him not to be involved, I guess. Because he could have said just the opposite. No, no, don't listen to her. You're going back in the game. We need to win this game. For whatever, you know, if the game meant something. And he could have put pressure on her if the game meant something to clear him. Right? So that's why you don't want this. It worked out for the Redskins because the game meant nothing and because they still scored plenty of points without him. But this is why you don't want this type of situation because if the game had meant something, if the game or the situation was important, would Dan Snyder have coerced Dr. Robin West or Dwayne Haskins to go back into the game because he wanted to win, because he needed his quarterback? So that's the reason why I think people are frustrated by this. And I get that. I get it. I would probably lean towards that side too. I mean, again, I don't think Dan did anything malicious by any means, but if the situation was reverse and the Redskins needed the game, would he have been so, hey, Dan, or hey, Dwayne, listen to the doc? You know, I, I don't know if he would have done that. I really don't know if he would have done that. All right, so wanted to clear that out of the way. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick timeout? And we will come back and we will hear from Dwayne Haskins. Uh, and as well, we'll finish up some team numbers here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Let's go out to FedEx Field and hear from quarterback Dwayne Haskins, who again played the first half, was great, and just a couple of seconds of the third quarter before leaving early. Dwayne, you got off to such a hot start, and to have that happen first play of the second half, what's kind of your – take us through the emotions of, of the day? Uh, like you said, it started off hot. I was feeling a little bit, and 
first place, second half get hurt, but you know everything happens for a reason. And um, you know, of course, one going that game trying to win and came up short. But you know, looking forward to the last game of the season. Feel like that first half is the best you've played as a pro. Sure, but like, I, I that's normal. That's like that's what I want to do every game. So. Um, I mean, I did it in college, and no, college is not the NFL, and NFL is a much tougher game. But I was, you know, I was getting in the rhythm, and I, when I get hot, I get hot, and um, just looking forward to keep doing that. Um, Dwayne, um, I noticed today you and you and Sims were hot together. Y'all were y'all were clicking. Um, speak on that because I know you, you know, it was the first season with him, but see, y'all seem to have a rapport, and you kind of know where each other going to be at, on the field. Yeah, he's just somebody who's so electric, and um, any possible will be giving the ball this week. Um, we were trying to give him the ball because we know we're going to cloud Terry and uh, play some uh, you know, bracket Terry. So we were hoping for Sims to have a big game. And um, just him and Kelvin and Terry, there's some, they're three just really hungry guys who want to get better. And um, we work after practice, before practice. We're talking in between meetings just to realize what we're going to do on the play, where the timing's going to be, how we're going to line up on a motion, um, the coverage that we're going to get, and how you want to manipulate the defender this way and set him up that way. And um, this, is, this is really fun with those guys. Dwayne, when the injury happened, did you at, did you at all think that it might have been serious, or did you kind of know, all right, this is sprained ankle or whatever, it's going to take me out of the game, but it's not something too catastrophic to worry I about? I tried to go back in, he wouldn't let me, but uh, it's an ankle, be all right. Are you, are you going to get MRI, x-ray, what's the next step for with the, the ankle? x-ray, nothing is wrong with it, MRI tomorrow. Okay, and then with, as far as your game goes, was there, I know we kind of ask every week about your progress, but was, was there something today where you just, where something was just clicking even more so, or just where you felt like you took that next step? Um, I would just say, I mean, it happened last week versus the Eagles, and just that first completion, once that completion starts, and we're finding uh, ways to manipulate the defense, and knowing what they're doing, and calling great plays, and me just, you know, trusting when the coach calls, and um, it can be one thing I could tell you is the reason why I started off the way I started off. I just know once I get in the rhythm, pretty hard to stop. Uh, Dwayne, when you first went down, did you did you think that it was something serious? Did you feel a lot of pain? And then secondly, when you were trying to come back in, who was it you were trying to lobby and who said no ultimately? Dan told me not to go in. So, Do you have any idea on prognosis moving forward? And, you know, obviously with this being week 17 and getting into a, an offseason healthy is always – good so that you can participate in the whole offseason program anything like that do you consider any of that for next week i want to play and if i can i will um just the ankle sprain uh it's not the same one i heard for screen base the other one and um hopefully it'll be all right oh i'm sorry Dwayne. we were just wondering which dan are you talking about dan snyder told you not to yeah dan yeah okay yeah i mean did he come down from the box and like how did what was that interaction like it was good. Uh, he was concerned, and that meant a lot to me. Was that, was that, I'm sorry, was that in the training room? I don't, I'm not too familiar with this stadium. It's my first year, so I don't know what the rooms are and stuff. Is it, I guess we were in that, I don't know, somewhere in the, the training room, x-ray room, something. Oh, I don't know. Thanks. Go ahead. Twain, is there any one thing that you are especially pleased with in terms of your progression the last, especially the last two weeks, now that Kevin's been more involved with the offense? Um, Kevin's done a great job calling plays and getting me in a great spot to, you know, move the chains and get offensive position to score and um, applaud Kevin, applaud the offensive line, receivers making plays. But I, I, I feel like I can be so much better. I'm just getting started. 
All right, so that's Dwayne Haskins. Let's cherry pick some numbers here from the box score, and there was a lot. 41-35, the Giants win. Saquon Barkley, four catches, four targets, 90 yards, also ran for a buck 89 on 22 carries and a 67-yard touchdown. So that means, yes, yes indeed, that Saquon Barkley had two 179 combined all-purpose yards against the Washington Redskins. The New York Giants as a whole racked up 552 net yards of offense on 69 plays, an 8-0 average gain per play. Just disgusting. 206 on the ground, 346 through the air. They were 8 of 14 on third down and scored again 41 Points, 41 points uh, by the New York uh, Giants. Uh, and there were no turnovers. As sloppy as this game was at times, as bad as it was defensively on both ends, there was no turnovers by either side. So it's not like any – we mentioned this earlier. It's not like any of these Giants' touchdowns came cheapies. You know, 10-yard line, oh, you get a turnover, oh, boom. You know, game gets away. It's not the case. It's not even the case that it was a year ago when – New York waltz in without Odell Beckham and crushed the Washington Redskins, who were a complete disaster that day uh, as well. At least they fought hard in this particular game. Somehow, some way, the, 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 even with all the long drives, the Redskins had the ball longer today than did the New York Giants. 33 minutes and 48 seconds to 31.57, I should say, on Sunday. Um, because... I don't know when you're listening to this. They were also 8 of 14 on third down, but they only had 361 net yards of offense. They ran two less plays, but they only averaged 5.4 per play compared to the Giants, 8.0, and that's because they didn't run for only 80 yards. Passing yards, you know, certainly the Giants had more success, 346 to 281. Daniel Jones, five touchdowns and no picks. But the Redskins did throw for 281 and, again, had that very impressive 99-play drive, which was largely led by Case Keenum and some great work out of the receivers, some really, really nice catches, some sprawling catches by Terry McLaurin, Hal Henches, uh, and Steven Sims on the drive. All right, so the Redskins lose 3-12. and If they lose again next week, they finish 3-13, and and they will lock up the number two overall pick. The game against the Dallas Cowboys has been flexed from 1 o'clock to 4.25 Eastern time on Sunday afternoon uh, because the Cowboys need a Eagles loss against the New York Giants and a Cowboy win to win the NFC East. So both of those games are going to be at 4.25 Eastern time. Uh, the Redskins, again, with a loss, they would lock up the number two overall pick regardless of the other opponents. Uh, if they were to win, they would have needed... Um, some other help along the way, including the Giants, the Dolphins, the Lions. It's a little complicated. We'll get into all the scenarios uh, throughout the week. All right. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. In case we don't talk to you before then, uh, be safe. Enjoy time with your family. Uh, try not to think about this horrible season uh, because we have a lot to come still uh, on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Happy holidays. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.